Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, me Jackson, up in here, along with my friend Ishii on the other line. Oh, how are you guys doing today? It is Thursday, February 4th, 2021 at 12.12 p.m. Ooh, it's 12.12. Um, yeah, what's up guys? Uh, I'm a little bit late today. I have had stomach issues since yesterday afternoon. Like, seriously, like... <laughs> uh, let's just say I used to be full of bleep. <laughs> and apparently I'm not full of it anymore because it just keeps coming out and coming out and coming out. I know it's probably TMI for you guys, too much information, but oh man. Ooh. So yeah, my stomach, man, it hurts really, really badly. But I'm hanging in there and... Um, I'm glad to be with you beautiful babies today. At, it's still 12-12. I gotta mm, kiss Ishii virtually at 12-12 because that's my number. Um, so, how are you guys doing? So today, what I wanted to do was talk about... I saw... Okay, I follow, you know, the official Michael Jackson Twitter thingy that's ran... Well, supposedly it's ran by his, his estate, but I don't know sometimes. They seem kind of whack at times. But anyway, uh, like for Black History Month, <clears throat> you know, they've been doing positive stuff about um, Mikey Poo and his blackness. And today's uh, tweet reads, Michael, quote, Michael Jackson artistically and aesthetically never turned his back on black, his blackness. His work was always in conversation with black culture both in the United States and more globally. And that was a quote from Professor Mark Anthony Neal from Duke University. Um, the reason I wanted to uh, read that and mention it to you guys is because it's really hurtful when people say that Mikey Poo was ashamed of his blackness and that couldn't be further from the truth. Now, I'm going to go out on the limb here and speak for Michael, Mikey Poo. If it's okay with you, Michael. Huh? <laughs> um, he knew he was a black man. He was never ashamed of being black. Uh, the thing with him, and like I said, I'm speaking for him. Back when Off the Wall came out, he won like all the awards that year for the best-selling black record. I, I believe at that time the, the category was called black music for some reason. You know, I, they changed it since then. Um, it's R&B but now, but then they specifically called it uh, Black Music. And, like, he won all the awards that he could have won for that, you know, all those categories. And he was really happy and everything. But it bugged him that he was pigeonholed into the category because of his color. That really bothered him, and that made him determined to be number one, period. Not number one in being a black person, but to be number one, period, all over. And I think that was his driving force. He was—he didn't want to just be number one in the black world. He wanted to be number one in all the music world. So that drove him, and um, that led to him doing Thriller and, like, the, obviously one of the best, I think it's the second best-selling album of all, all time. I think The Eagles is the first one. Hotel California, that album or whatever. 
but um yeah so or the greatest hits or something like that anywho but um yeah that was his determination and I think not only that but I mean remember he is a black guy that lived in Gary you know in a black neighborhood and you know he at like uh I think it was 11 when they moved out to California they were like thrust into a white world and he didn't want to be just a black guy he wanted to be accepted by everyone and so I think that kind of motivated him in life he's like uh if you guys can have this I can have that too um and I think that's probably and a lot of people think oh well he didn't like um sorry about that (laughs) I usually turn that thing off I don't know why I didn't do it this time but anyway uh people think like he only specifically liked white women well which is not true because he actually I think (laughs) he was crazy about Diana Ross Uh, I think it was more mm, uh I don't think she like actually felt the same exact way but like he was crazy about her and he also dated Stephanie Mills too but I think at after a certain point he was like I can have a white woman, you know what I mean? I think it it was more kind of that thing. Why can't I have what you guys have, you know what I mean? And I think he went out of his way to do that. I can have white children. I can do anything basically you guys can do. And I'm sorry if I'm misspeaking for you, Michael. <laughs> but I uh, I truly um, believe that was the whole motivation. Um, like why he sang that song, Black or White, which... Actually, I don't like that song. Sorry, Mikey Poo. I don't like the song. I just don't like how it sounds, you know, to my ear. The music part of it, I just don't like how it sounds. Uh, it's not about the words that I don't like. It's just the sound of it. I don't, I really don't dig that song. But um, I guess his point is, I'm exactly as equal as you. And if you can have this, I can have this. You know what I mean? And this is, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Damn, I didn't even turn off the computer thing either. (laughs) Gosh, I'm on the ball today. Wow. Anyway, so like I was saying, um, yeah, so he never denied his blackness. You know how much money he gave to, um, the historically black, black, historically black colleges and universities? A lot. And the charities, he... I mean, he gave to, like, worldwide charities uh, benefiting every race, you know, culture and creed and everything. But he went out of his way to um, give to black charities and, um, you know, organizations. But, like, the um, the narrative does, the narrative that they want to put out there is that he hated his race. And he absolutely, positively did not. He was a very proud black man he's even said that publicly so many times but people just don't want to hear you know what they want they just want to um pigeonhole him into being a self-hating person and he was not that I mean well as far as race goes he was absolutely not that um and I just feel really passionate to stick up for him um and get the truth out there he 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 wasn't what um, people say he was, and I don't know, it's, I just feel it's my mission to, um, set it right, not that he's, like, sitting up in heaven, like, whoa, what am I gonna do, these people think that, I mean, (laughs) I'm pretty sure he doesn't really give a crap anymore, you know, where he is, but 
I'm still here, and as long as I'm here, I'm always going to um, stand up for him. So, anyways, yeah, that's that. <laughs> uh, I don't have, um, what do you call it, a poem today, but I, I have a song on my mind lately. For some reason, um, We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner. Um, I don't know, that's been like, I think I heard it on the radio, like when I went to a store or something, and like it's just been stuck in my head. So I'm gonna read you the lyrics. Remember, it came, it was from that movie, um, Beyond the, no, Beyond the Thunderdome? No, what was that called again? Oh, Mad Max. Yeah, 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 Mad Max. Um, I saw that when it came out at the theater. I don't know, it's just not really my type of movie. But it was a thing to see back then. <laughs> so I did see the movie. Um, and then there was a follow-up to it. But anyway, here goes the lyrics to that song. Out of the ruins, out from the wreckage. Can't make the same mistake this time. We are the children, the last generation. We are the ones they left behind. And I wonder when we are ever going to change, change. Living under the fear till nothing else remains. We don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. All we want is life beyond the Thunderdome. Looking for something we can rely on. There's got to be something better out there. Love and compassion, their day is coming. All else are castles built in the air. And I wonder when are we ever going to change, change. Living under the fear till nothing else remains. All the children say, we don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. All we want is a life beyond the Thunderdome. So what do we do with our lives? We leave only a mark. Will our story shine like a light or end in the dark? Is it all or nothing? We don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. All we want is life beyond the Thunderdome. All the children say, we don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. All we want is a life beyond the Thunderdome. <laughs> that is a really good song. I mean, obviously it pertains to the movie, but um, if you take the movie uh, theme out of it, if you remove the word Thunderdome, I think it's actually a very excellent song about life in general. Um, obviously, no, Tina did not write that song it's by some other people, but um, gosh, I love Tina Turner's voice though. <laughs> I have like this secret fantasy of being an iCat back in the day <laughs> and like dancing to uh, uh, what do you call it? Big wheels keep on turning, primary keep on burning, rolling, rolling, rolling on the river, do what, do, 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 <laughs> OMG, okay, I'm so crazy, but uh, I love that song, and I, I wanted to be one of those dancers and just like, ooh, <laughs> but anyway, I do love Tina Turner, though, well, I love her music, I don't know about her personally, because I've never met the lady, but, um, you might be asking, what is the connection between my my sweetie, sweetie Mikey Poo and Miss Tina the Turner? Well, Tina Turner actually literally shot Mikey Poo's brother, Randy. <laughs> he, he even said so. Um, I guess he came, uh, his girlfriend at the time was at her house, suppose, I guess... He was abusive towards her, and, like, she ran to Tina's house, and I guess he came up there, and <laughs> Tina, Miss Tina shot his ass, so, <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, 
Yeah, so that's basically the uh, connection with the Jacksons, uh, which is really weird. I I just find it a little disturbing that uh, Mikey's brothers had any uh, violent tendencies. That really kind of disturbs me because even though uh, Joseph was mean, <laughs> um, he never laid a hand on his wife as far as I know, on Miss Catherine. Um so he you know he beat the kids but I, I just kind of wonder how any of the brothers at all had any tendency to um you know be abusive in relationships that just really uh surprises me because uh Mikey was like so not that at all I mean he wouldn't hurt a fly so I don't know it's just really odd to me um that that happened but you know whatever <laughs> um yeah so that's the mikey poo connection with miss tina turner and with that my lovely beautiful babies i shall remind you that god loves you i love you ishi loves you and we want you to have a very beautiful and lovely and abundantly blessed day we love you oh dabo